0: mm
1: there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate podcast, the first of 2021. Oh, woo. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always at my beloved co-host, Nikki and Claire. How is everyone? Happy New
2: Year! Yay!
1: Happy New Year! <laughs> um, yeah, what a crazy ride we've been on. <laughs>
0: what a year on already. A
2: long, strange trip it's been. Here on the Imperial Center podcast,
1: it's pretty crazy to think that we've only relatively had a short break in terms of a podcast. Like we've we we did a few episodes in December, had a little Christmas break. Um, Wait, my birthday is the twelfth of January, which just passed this week. So we usually wait until after that to get back into the swing of things. And we've lived through a (laughs) coup, political coup has occurred. It's still kind of going on, you know. What a weird time to live. And also, over here, we're starving children. So, you know, 2021, baby.
2: Off to a great start.
0: Really, really killing it out here. It's, uh... Yeah, you'll have to see it.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. But yeah, I'm now officially... Um, quarter of a century old. I don't know how you guys do it. I, like I might just end it. Oh, Jesus. too much, <laughs> too much, guys. Um, well, that's all we have got time for this week. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Wow,
3: take care, oh, <laughs> uh,
1: no, but No, yeah, it was a great time. Great, really, you know, weird having a birthday basically indoors.
0: Hey, let me tell you this. You know what? It's about damn time these January-February people get caught up, because everyone from March on last year had to suffer through this shit,
2: Yep.
1: And
0: now it's like, now it's January-February's turn, so, welcome hey. to the club.
1: hey, hey, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome but to the club, we... it's shit, here we are. <laughs>
1: we were doing so well until you March on December people ruined it. We we're doing so well,
0: yeah, you know well, it's the way it is, you know how it is
1: don't don't put your evil on me, it's
0: unfortunate,
1: but it's just how it gotta be all right, Trump, um let's go <laughs> let's go into uh fuck what we've we been doing, uh yeah, we all hope you had a lovely holiday season, <laughs> and we've used our break on out here on the, this is why we should never take breaks again uh we hope you all had a lovely holiday season and we've used our break here on the podcast with lots of planning for the new year but that break means there's been lots of Star Wars news to catch up on so let's get right to it woo woo. all right let me put my podcast brain back on <laughs> yeah so starting off uh the book of boba fett was officially announced Starring Tamura Morrison and Ming Na Wen, executive produced by John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez, and teased at the end of the season two finale. It comes out December of this year. What a great tease at the end of The Mandalorian season two.
0: What a mm. treat. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, yeah, we obviously we would have, you know, brought this up in our Three Blurgs episode, but. Since then, they did, John, John Favreau went on, uh, I think Good Morning America and gave the official title card and, and the Robert Rodriguez news as well. Um, and yeah, it's great. You know, there's, it's, it, it's a cool thing to look forward to, especially because they, they hid it from us from that <laughs> in Disney Investors Day. Um, so it, it's, it's amazing. kind of fun to see the artwork, uh, of the logo and whatnot. And then, then the Robert Rodriguez news is, is some, some next level shit.
2: I hope. Yeah, that I'm this means- first.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, I oh, no, got. I fast. was
2: just gonna say. I just. I mean, it's not a really a uh, poignant point, but I just hope that this means more behind the scenes videos of Robert Rodriguez playing his guitar on set. Uh, and also, I hope it means that uh, we get more a uh, little. Uh, <laughs> why am I blanking on the word right now? Podcasting more stormtrooper slash Rodriguez children mock ups. I think that would. Yeah, be I was
1: about to great. say that. That was what I was about to say. Like, I hope we get a whole season worth of uh, cinematic little Stormtrooper figurines again. Blown up. Animatics.
2: Thank you. It. That was the word I was looking for. Just there one yeah. comment. Podcasting. Welcome back. guys.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like you said, Nikki, like obviously purposely kept away from the big reveal, which made it even more special. I think because we were all kind of like. You know they were giving us so much content, and you couldn't say you were disappointed. But I feel like not hearing about Boba was like, you know, there's a little bit of wind in our said Like we, you know, we we did want that news. So when they were like, "Look, we were kidding. There was one more Christmas present for you. We were just hiding it." We're like, "Yay!" Um, that was great. <laughs> and to, and I <laughs> was like,
0: "Look what I found!" <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. left this one in the closet. <laughs> oh, remember.
1: Hunter got you a PlayStation Five after all!
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Um, yeah, it's like, oh, not only like if we went back to a year ago, I was talking about episode five of the season one, the Mandalorian. I was like so disappointed with the fact that they could have. Obviously, they teased it, so we weren't like she's definitely gone. It was just the idea of well, if she did get killed off, that that'd be a bummer. But with Fennec, a year on. Now we know that she's gonna like be a lead in a completely new show. With Boba Fett. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And also animated. Batch, yeah.
2: Twenty twenty one is the God, year yeah. of Ming Na was... Wen in Star Wars.
1: <laughs> we I mean, start what...
2: the year and end the year with her. I'm so happy.
1: And twenty twenty was a great year for Ming Na Wen in terms of like she ended into Shield of a Bang, like incredible in that. Um, she had that cameo in Mulan, and then mm-hmm. also we have um, Fennec being badass and having our own show announced and trailer and everything.
0: Is Disney royalty? One hundred percent.
1: Just royalty in general. Facts. We shall worship the where Fennec stands, baby.
2: Hey.
1: Um. But yeah, are we all excited for this?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it's gonna be it's gonna be next next level awesome. I'm sure. I mean just we'll you fight. saw you saw like I mean I, you know we'll go into gallery a bit later, but you saw like in that episode just how much um like how obsessed Robert Rodriguez was with the legend of Boba Fett. And like I think he said, um, you know, I'm gonna treat episode six like we're not getting any more of him right and and this is if this is all we're gonna get let's put it all on the table and just that attention to to giving boba everything he could i think is gonna be extremely awesome translated into you know however long the book of boba fett goes
1: yeah definitely i love the way he described um like, Din is sort of like a samurai, and Boba is like a barbarian. Yes, It's just great, sort of, the way that he, he definitely understands the character in a way that is, shows Boba to be badass, but isn't classic EU, like, he has no character involved. Mm-hmm. Which I, know, oh, it's the best, it's the best of both worlds. I am really excited for this. I get to see more Slave One, which I, you know. Thank thank goodness. Um
0: Jabba's Palace or Boba's yeah, Palace, whatever yeah. it's called now. <laughs> like it's 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 so it, I mean what a year for Return of the Jedi, man. <laughs> it's like it's back. <laughs> uh, cuz yeah, like just seeing that again, even just the glimpse of it in Mandalorian was was so awesome and and the idea that it'll be you know, maybe a key set in in its own show. So awesome.
1: I also like the idea of, like, maybe after Return of the Jedi, Han was being a bit sneaky and doing a few jobs with Bib Fortuna, and he <laughs> shows up next week, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> what, was oh, that? No.
2: what was that? What was that? There.
1: But yeah, uh, Nikki, you were talking about season two of Disney Gallery the Mandalorian, which released its feature-length documentary for season two of the Mandalorian. That was at the end of was that like a week after Season? I think, two yeah.
0: was, I think it was, was the it Christmas? I think it was Christmas, but it was also exactly a week. <laughs> I yeah. think I think they just like aligned properly. I think Christmas was on a Friday. Um But yeah, it was uh yeah, released pretty pretty quickly.
1: So what were our thoughts on that? Because obviously I told you last time I hadn't caught up with season one. Mm-hmm. And I sort of just binge watched the rest of season one, and then watched season two all in one go, and it was pretty fun.
0: I I personally liked season two more, just because mm-hmm. I like seeing the sets more. Like I I like yeah. more on set behind the scenes, and like as much as I do, really enjoy the roundtables. I think, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I'm sure I'm sure coronavirus played a larger part in not having <laughs> roundtables um but i think it, it worked out at least for me cuz I, I love seeing the set footage and um it was it was great how they gave each director a little chunk of of time and and whatnot so i i really enjoyed season 2 even though it wasn't the the sort of long form series
2: i did too and it's funny that uh, you say that because I sat down, I'm like, all right, let's see what this episode's on. And I didn't realize that it was an entire like documentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I sat down and then I'm like, oh, wow, this is a long episode. And then I realized I looked down at the little ticker. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a full length thingamabob. All right, we're just going to do it all in one go. And um, the fun thing for me was going through episode by episode. And while I liked the format of last season that we could dive into – You know, specifically the different pieces of the puzzle, the directing, the music, the volume, like things like that. I feel like we didn't see as much as we saw in this documentary. I think they did a really good job like actually showing us like a good idea of what it's like to be on set. Um, Also, I loved it because I got to listen to or I got to watch John Leguizamo uh, be a mob <laughs> boss in person, and watching the words come out of his mouth, I was like, "Oh my god! I'm I'm so happy." Um,
0: Workshopping the voice.
2: I was so yeah. happy.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. That was oh really, my god. That was really
2: good. There were so many little onset moments that were just f- filled with so much joy, and watching George Lucas hold the baby, and watching Katie and <laughs> Your (laughs) great-great-great-great-grandson.
3: I don't
2: know. I just feel like we saw more. And But one thing that did kind of let me down a little bit, um, which I understand why they didn't put it in, was I I was waiting the entire thing to be like, okay, let's talk about Luke. Okay, let's talk about Luke. Let's talk about Luke. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because I'm sure they were probably still trying to keep things under wraps with that. Because it was, you know, a week after, but come on now
0: yeah on. it it shows how tight it was like <laughs> to the degree where they didn't want some some random guy cutting a documentary together and be like what the fuck right
2: right <laughs> and that's it, man if it had been in there there's oh um, i mean there probably would have leaked beforehand if it had actually had cameras on set and documentary you know putting it together for season two of Disney gallery. Yeah. I think that it would have been way more likely to have been leaked earlier and I'm glad it was a surprise. So I can't be that mad about it, but I was like, show me the Luke.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things that I I definitely hope will like, you know, maybe a a special will come out over it, you know, something for like star Wars.com or YouTube or something. Um, Well, they'll just release a bit of that. Um, Yeah, it would have been it would have been so awesome to see it, but but yeah, of course you can you can see why they held it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like this season I really enjoyed the documentary style. I thought it worked better. I think for the first season that works in a certain way because you're introducing concepts, you're introducing the the volume. There's not really much you can you can't really repeat what you did the first season. Right. Like you're introducing these things and you don't really need to introduce them again. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they adapted bits to the volume, but they talked about that, and they showed you it visually, so you don't really need Dave Filoni to be like, eh, the Mandalorians do this, okay? And then John Favreau be like, I did the Lion King. <laughs> you don't need that. Mm-hmm. You need to sort of see how, you know, how the cheese was made. And it was some good cheese, you know what I mean? Like, that whole, the thing I like the most, the, the episode three, of so the one with uh, bryce that's howard
3: mm-hmm.
1: and she was like women pay my galaxy bitch <laughs> 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 I <was> like dope <laughs> that one was also oh,
0: fun with the uh the john the john Favre, Favre. Katie yeah. because
1: yeah. i love i love that john fevro tries to explain things to everyone like i imagine he, I, I imagine he would try to explain his wedding day to his wife yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, look, listen, okay, this is Janet. Like <laughs> I don't know what his wife's name is, but <laughs> he's like, okay, listen, okay. This is a um I was in the Mandalorian and I was, I was a Mandalorian in Clone Wars and George Lucas was like, Yeah, I know I wrote you <laughs> 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 I wrote this.
3: Oh. And Dave's like,
1: You can't use McClankey.
3: <laughs> Yep. Oh,
2: and and Tem, can we talk about how adorable Tem was in all of this? He was just a ball of firecracker-like energy, and cowboy hats, and singing, and yeah. I mean, and I'm, oh man, that was just, he was just full of joy.
1: One of the best things about this experience was actually finding out that Tamara Morrison has an album out.
2: Yes! Oh my <laughs> god! Take me to sleep, Daddy,
1: and it's really good it is good his his cover of the Commodores is easy. it's like really good, and also he's he's got an Instagram account now where he posts him playing the guitar. Have you seen that? yeah no,
2: oh my god I'm going to I'm gonna go follow right now
1: the other day like. this man like anus and I like love a, him. Like a
0: we stand a man who likes a metronome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do.
1: Oh, there I that. He's got one of these suit.
0: <laughs> just
1: constantly oh. yawn. <laughs> well, here's.
0: <laughs> Wait a second. Wait that's, a second. <laughs> that's the jingle of his uh, spurs.
2: There we go
0: keeps him on beat.
3: Wait a second,
1: wait a second. Um but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. And you enjoyed it's it. like it's just like, you know, it's so awesome to see the sort of like creative brain trust that goes in the show and you know, so many different perspectives of the directors and um all the different things they add to it and like yeah, as mentioned before, the I mean, like we saw the when Robert Rodriguez is like, oh, let me see how this fight can work and he used his kids in action figures. And it's just like you know, it's it's like the love for the craft just yeah. comes through. And it's it's not even like there's no ego, there's no um like uh fear in it. It's just like we're just gonna like make some fun shit,
1: and I what I like as well is again like with season one, which I enjoyed as well, was seeing the creatives genuinely have a rapport and a excitedness about doing this. It's not like oh, I'm a creative; I'm doing this just purely for the money, or like I'm doing this. Like they genuinely love having fun doing it. And there's the moment I really liked as well where uh, Robert Rodriguez is like, "Oh God, this is so sh-. like he's he's Robert Rodriguez," and he's still like. <laughs> Oh god this is really stupid like they're going to make fun of me like whoa, this is like, ridiculous and then David then is like this is this is the coolest thing ever
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's just it's it's awesome to see it and and it's like another thing of um it's not like they come direct their episodes and then leave like they're no. all they're all there working together uh overlapping um sort of feeding off that that energy, just good vibes. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it, it's really cool. And and I like another thing that's different from uh, the first one. It's like, I fucking love John Favreau. Like, he tickles me, like, endlessly. And it was so nice seeing him get to um, sort of go into, like, his other comfort zone of directing and getting to see that again. Uh, because so much of season one gallery is him just sort of you know directing the the entire thing, the the whole production. But then it was like let's get him let's get him back in his his other chair, and it was it was just fun seeing him like direct scenes from the marshal. and you could just see on his face this this genuine joy of of being so happy that this thing they've you know he he started is is doing so well.
1: Um, yeah, before we wrap up with like behind the scenes stuff of season two of The Mandalorian, uh, have you guys checked out our friend Jamie Stangram's, uh interview recently? No, no. <laughs> so Jamie interviewed Richard Brake, who is the guy who plays that imperial douchebag that Bill Burr shoots in the head. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And there's also he, he killed Martha and Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins. Um, also,
0: the first night king.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, Jamie interviewed him for his, on his YouTube channel, the Geek End, and he writes this thing so brilliantly. Like he, the way he writes, like the introduction of this is hilarious. But he ta- He actually asked him about the uh, quote unquote diva rumors about Pedro Pascal,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, that a certain you know journalist shared online. And it's hilarious. And this is, a, this is the snippet. According to a person on the internet, Pedro Pascal was difficult to work with
3: because he didn't like wearing a helmet in a role he signed up for that requires wearing a helmet. <laughs> I wondered how true this was, according to Richard Brake, a person who worked on the show. So I asked him, was it always in this script that he was supposed to take the helmet off or did he have a tantrum and insist on taking it off? Uh, always in the script which was kind of fun about when I got the role because you obviously realized that, you know, you haven't seen him without the helmet. So it was great to be, you know, in that scene for that reason as well. But, yeah, finally he's revealing himself fully and, you know, we're getting a, getting a whole big scene with him, helmetless, finally. And then, of course, the scene itself is just so well written. But no, no diva, no diva behavior whatsoever. Absolutely 100% professional the whole time. You know, Pedro is the lead. And you know, you get a lot of sometimes you can get a lead, be a little bit of a, a moody, difficult person, and he's the, the precise opposite of it. And Bill's just a really great guy. Really kind of got on, you know, below you
1: know. There you go.
3: Yep. How about oh, that? That? It was
1: bullshit.
0: Oh, Beautiful. That? <laughs> that, actually that is another difference I, I loved about um uh this 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 season two is because I guess for like whatever various reasons like there wasn't actually a lot of footage of pedro on set in um season one and like that was you know down to different commitments i like i don't think i think it was said like he didn't film a single scene in the first uh bryce dallas howard episode uh like that was all um the doubles and it was so like with that in mind it was nice to see um he was able to be on set a lot more in yeah. uh, season 2 and they had a lot more footage of him on set and and obviously yeah this moody moody guy I guess <laughs> having so much fun I guess he was just acting <laughs> having all that fun on set and smiling and being a part of everything so yeah just goes to show there are liars online Mwah-ha-ha.
1: and also it's like you have to remember that he it's like what? I don't get what people get out of like that. He's a douchebag, you know. The thing that I really liked as well, what you were talking about, is that we did get to see the the stunt doubles, who have said nothing but kind words. I mean, on both sides, he said nothing but kind words about them, and vice versa. But also, we got to see them um, have a role on the show elsewhere. Like we yeah. saw them training up other characters and, like, yeah. you know, like the Ahsoka battle, which I thought was really cool, like, the... how she would fight and everything. I just thought that was really awesome to see that.
0: Latif Crowder, man, let me just say it. Not only was he... he was the one, like, training Ahsoka, he's the oh. one who did the spear fight with Moff Gideon.
2: Yeah, he's and a man.
0: Yeah, he... he the dude's got
1: it. Okay, yeah. Well, sorry, I know I said I'd wrap up, but one more thing. I am shell-shocked. Like, I completely... Baffled and like, it blew my mind to find out there were actual, like, physical suits of Death Troopers.
0: The Dark Troopers,
1: dark, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Dark Troopers, sorry, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And then they were like augmented, um, with the VIP yeah CGI, CGI but yeah.
1: I thought they were purely CGI. The way they looked, I was like, yeah. I can't believe that that was a actual physical costume.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool how they they sort of like use those as like a digital framework kind of thing yeah. to, to work around. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: Because, yeah, it, it, it wasn't me being like, oh, yeah, CG is obviously CG in a, in a pejorative way. It was a... They look like droids. So, of course, I was like, oh, well, it's like the battle droids. Like To me, the battle droids were never bad CG. That I thought they always looked incredible. Mm. But the fact that it's actually a mixture of both was, so I just thought, really well done. Mm. So, yeah. Um, up next, we'll talk about... The very first content in the High Republic woot woot. at the publishing event were released earlier this month. Among the first content we had Charles Saul's novel Light of the Jedi, Justine the Island's young adult novel A Test of Courage, and Kevin Scott's young reader The Great Jedi Rescue. All of which were released on January the 5th. Issue 1 of Marvel's Star Wars The High Republic comic series was released on January the 6th. Good stuff.
2: Good
1: stuff. stuff you can actually uh, read my spoiler free review of Light of the Jedi on our website imperialsnetpodcast.com. Um I had a blast reading that book. An absolute blast. Have you guys read it?
0: I'm in the process <laughs> but yes. I'm, I ended up using I had an audible credit, so I was like hey, I'll just use it. so I'm listening to Light of the Jedi and reading into the dark at the same time. Um, oh, so man. I'm trying to just sort of balance the two out as best I can. Um, but yeah, this, this era is so cool. There's, there's so much, um, that, you know, obviously they're setting up. There's so many characters. I think that's like, <laughs> that's like my biggest takeaway. I'm like, oh my God, how many characters? Um, I just, I need like a list in the front of the books of just like who everyone is. Um. Or like, if anyone like reads the Song of Ice and Fire books, with like the back has the entire like house lines and shit. I'm like, yeah, I need something like that.
1: I had I had uh, the Star Wars .com art of who's who <laughs> up mm-hmm. every time I read it. I was like, okay, well, who's this person? I'm like, because hey, I need to know not only who they are, I need to know what they're like in my mind. I like to know what they look like so I can visualize it, and also how they relate to someone like are they apprenticed to someone are they like a master but yeah what, what a ride
2: like one thing that also helped me is somebody i'm so sorry if i cannot okay i cannot credit you on twitter but somebody took the artwork like the promotional artwork and the book covers and stuff like that and they like actually tagged who everybody was who which each jedi was and shared this image on twitter i am so sorry i I don't have your Twitter handle in front of me. But that was really helpful for me too, to have good like a picture in my brain. Like, good on you, man. <laughs> Helping me read Light of the Jedi.
1: Have you finished it, Claire?
2: Uh, not quite. I am a little over three quarters of the way. So I am I am okay. I'm very close to the end and it is so very good.
1: Well, 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 well. How the turntables.
2: Oh my god.
1: You
0: mean how the tables have turned?
2: I was gonna say, my we're links. Not D- anymore, we're not DJs. So whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't get them early like you guys did because my links didn't let me do it, so. Well,
1: it should have done.
2: I know, but it didn't. Sounds so. like a you problem. Oh my. F-
1: Char- Char- wow. Charlie reads one book
0: and starts getting uppity.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, congratulations, Charlie. You got one book. <laughs> you beat us to one book. <laughs> How many Senate Library episodes have you been on, Charlie? <laughs> I still haven't
1: read Thrawn One.
2: I know! What's wrong
1: with you? <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> um <laughs> um. Hmm. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was such a great introduction to these characters. I'm reading a test of courage next. Okay. And I will be doing re- I will be writing reviews of all of these and shout out to um to the Disney Press publishing team who are amazing. They gave us uh, review copies and like, we're very grateful. Um, we can't wait to keep sharing. I'm sure we'll do an Imperial Center Library episode as well soon. But to go into the, you know, the nitty-gritty and details of the spoilery stuff, but mm. all the reviews will be going on the website. Spoiler free. Light of the Jedi, though. What a, what a great book. If you haven't read it, Please do go read it. It's such an exceptional introduction to these characters and styles. Um,
2: And it starts, it goes from zero to 60 miles an hour in like half a second. And it kind of just keeps going.
0: Yeah, the the first (laughs) chapter. First chapter like slaps you in the face. It Uh, does. And then it just keeps slapping you. (laughs)
1: Um, So many slaps. Yeah, And I think one of the interesting things about this was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this era. Cause you know, you know me, I'm not really a big old Republic fan. So I'm like, oh, am I going to really care about this? So Avar Chris might be my favorite Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is top tier. She's awesome. She's incredible. One of my favorite memes I did for the High Republic was, um, the Jedi of the High Republic, like, complete connectivity, like, mindlessness, um, p- like, pure energy, like, all together, and then the Jedi of the prequels. I put the buffering symbol.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true. It's true, though. No. And it really does add to that, actually, the prequel Jedi. Like, the- I know people pointed out the um, the line from episode 2 where Mace is like, we need to tell the Chancellor that we can't view the Force the same way. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense based on what happened in this book. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. Can we, and can we talk about Loden Storm?
2: That was going to be my next one. I'm like, you're you're bringing up my queen, Avar Chris, but Loden Storm. I just want him to pick me up and carry me like honeymoon, carry me over the threshold. And I just want to curl up in his lovely Leku and have him just be in a fuck around and find out energy that i i live for
1: there's like, I, the there's like 10 minutes to impact maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, baby. I,
1: was, <laughs> I was i was i was when i saw the image of him i was like oh Hotties. he looks like a very angry Twilight. so i wasn't really so when i read the book it's like he's not angry at all no. <laughs> he's, like a little, he's a funny little he's a he's a he's a charming fella
0: mark thompson's voice for him is really great too in the audiobook
1: what is live, it
2: like I live for the French Twi'lek accent.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a very it's like it's, it's like subtle. take Shamsundula but make him gentle and strong. It's like mix mix Shamsundula with like Jorah Mormont. Oh,
2: Ooh. that's a good one. Yeah, definitely.
1: Interesting. So like uh, so like that a bit Strong wee oui, wee, oui, <laughs> my damn <laughs> Um Yeah, what a great guy. I I was talking I was joking with our friend Auden about like how sexy Loden is. I was like, look, it's not in the book, but we he's probably got a big he's probably got a big dick, right?
2: Probably does.
0: I hope so. Absolute legend.
2: He, um, if he I, does not. At least he has some some BDE.
0: Yeah, whatever he's got, he knows he knows how to make it all work. Say that much.
1: You know, he he shoves it in the, the spaceship, and the weapon system activates. Oh my! If you yeah. get my drift.
2: Oh my!
0: Um, another thing, like just sort of connecting it to <laughs> how we were discussing the Mandalorian. Um, you you have the. That sort of same, sort of like system of a brain trust with the High Republic, and I think even yeah. as soon as it was announced, we knew this was going to be the case. Where it's like, oh, they just got really fucking good people to work on this thing, Um and it, it's it's so cool to see, like the Mandalorian directors, this this team aspect of all these different authors who have so many different experiences writing. You know, different characters, different mediums, um, all coming in and, and sharing this, uh, this little pocket of the galaxy. And, and now it's all like starting to blossom and come forth. And, and there's this new footage from the, the Disney Insider, um, show on Disney Plus, I think, uh, that, um, has them all before the press event going into the room where, like, they're seeing the art for the first time of these characters. And, and it's like, it's actually like, it's quite moving to like see them, you know, have all these, you know, people they just came up with and they've just been living in their heads. And I think, uh, I think one of them, I think it was Daniel Jose o- Older was like, uh, like these guys have just existed like in our Slack channel. <laughs> and now, and, and yeah, now it's, it's like, we are actually seeing them. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And yeah, like, I, I just hope it continues to be. I mean it, it already is successful. I think Light of the Jedi is number one on New York Times, Test of Courage is number yeah, two. Is. Um, so I, I hope that just keeps going and going because it's it's a it's a cool project and and I hope just all sorts of cool things come from it.
1: Yeah, I am just amped now for this whole era. Like they I'm sold. <laughs> like I I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes and the stories you can tell, whether it's new video games, which we'll get to in a minute, or you know, TV shows, Disney Plus. Obviously, the Acolyte, we know, is the end of this era. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting to I see. Think,
0: again, like that's that's always been the promise of going back. Like whether to whatever degree you like Kotor or Old Republic or whatever. Like the the promise of it has always been just this way to like recontextualize and reexplore and and discover you know star wars but with a twist and um taking taking the things we know and making them just different enough to where i mean like you said like it change it it affects the way we see the prequel order right um
1: yeah especially with some certain jedi that appear in both eras
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: one issue i had with the book i will say one issue i had which i didn't put in my review is there is a character from the prequel trilogy and in the High Republic who's on the Jedi Council, and when I read some of the lines that they were given, I can only hear it in the voice of a robot chicken sketch.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not with that, <laughs> ladle clumsy.
0: <laughs> God, he's the fucking best, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man.
1: I, oh, I could hear the voices. I could only hear his voice like that.
0: <laughs> well, that that I don't know how that's like a negative. That sounds like a, sounds like an awesome <laughs> thing. <laughs> that sounds like the best way to experience that.
1: <laughs> oh, my. I didn't know
0: he had another voice.
1: I mean, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. Then. Just stay with it. Yeah, yeah I think it works. Oh. There's also a plot point that I was not expecting to to see in the book. Which I'm interested because I know it's a controversial point that people are like, I don't know I want this anymore. But something that I think is really interesting is there's a, like a, and I have to admit, as soon as I read it, I was like, okay, ship, 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 ship. I ship them. Um, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about two particular characters in this book series mm-hmm. and where that goes.
0: Yeah, it'll, and it's, and it's like a phased program, right? Like, yeah. Um, there's going to be tears to this thing like the like the mcu (laughs) yes um so yeah it's it's pretty cool where where this can all go and then to know that the acolyte will be sort of the tail end of this era um yeah fascinating another another kind of fun thing i was thinking about with the high republic as not to not to name drop him again but (laughs) talking to our good friend alden (laughs) and we were like um I wonder if Jedi Temple Challenge is going to be revealed to be, like, taking place at, like, near the end of the High Republic. And then we're like, put Kelerin back in the Acolyte, motherfuckers! (laughs) You absolute cowards do it!
1: (laughs) at Best. Ugh, just... (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Or at least have, like, have, um, Mary Holland in, like, an animated show or, like, a game. Yeah. Like, you get to be a Padawan. In the High Republic, yep. and you like train your character and stuff. That'd be awesome. Yep.
0: God. Yeah. God. Potential. It's beautiful.
1: Like, well, there's like a tutorial level, and the tutorial level is Jedi Temple Challenge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be fucking awesome. Move that Meluren. Build your saber. <laughs> I won this now.
1: I won this path so much. Um, have you guys read up to the Naboo chapter? Uh, no, I did not get there. Okay, Claire, you know what I'm on about, right? Yeah. Okay, just so we're on the same page.
2: Yeah, laddie. Well, we're
1: gonna we'll we'll get we'll get into that at some point, but um, whew, um, yeah, some big big Star Wars news this week. Actually, not just big Star Wars news, big Lucasfilm news in general, uh. Lucasfilm announced that a new era of Star Wars video game content will be coming towards us. Uh, StarWars.com shared that Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm. So, as you know beforehand, um, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, there was a deal with EA, I think that was like 10 years, and they must have had like an early pullout opportunity. Um, hey, that's probably good I in
2: will. some cases, am I right? Uh,
1: yeah.
2: I'm sorry, that was a so um, terrible,
1: terrible um, joke. <laughs> <laughs> they hate it when you're having sex and they spit out some mo- mobile games at you. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want another fighting game? No, thank you. Um, But yeah, like, so... EA were the only people developing games for Lucasfilm. Now that that's over, anyone can develop a game for Lucasfilm. Including EA, they will continue to work with them, but more companies will have access to the Star Wars license, as well as other Lucasfilm licenses. So I know you're all looking forward to that Mobile Red Tails game. Well, trust me, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah, so first of all, collaboration with Bethesda and machine games for an all new standalone Indiana Jones adventure game.
0: What a teaser.
1: What that, a was a, that was a drop and a half.
0: Yeah, that was. I forgot what day that came out, but it was pretty early. And it felt
1: like my birthday. Well, it might have been the day afterwards. I can't...
2: It felt like your birthday because that's such a good gift.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, even
1: if it wasn't, it
0: felt
2: like it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: What a vibe. And it's it's just cool to like. I don't remember the last time there was an Indiana Jones game, but I feel like it's been quite a while.
1: Would have been a Lego game, right?
0: I think that is the most recent one. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking for anything like semi, you know, photorealistic, you're going back. You're going back. I want to say like 2005 or something. Maybe um, was like the last sort of game like that. And and obviously, you know, um, it's a it's a big you know, big studio with Bethesda, you know, or mission games under Bethesda or something. Um
1: I did feel stupid feel- because I watched the Bethesda thing at E three, I think it might have been, last year, and they interviewed Todd Howard at his house because or his office at least, and on the top of the left hand corner of his cabinet he had a clear on show the statue from Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Thank you.
2: Hints, hints, hints.
1: But yeah, I mean Bethesda, um, incredible. But Machine Games, they're the ones who did Wolfenstein, right? Mm-hmm. So they got good experience. Uh, long yeah. This was is
3: about
2: to be a very. I'm sorry, EA. I'm not that sorry, EA. But I'm excited to have a real games company work on Star Wars. Oh. Hey,
3: <laughs> that's terrible.
2: I, that being said i have enjoyed i enjoyed battlefront 2 even though i wanted more and i am very bad at squadrons so i can't tell you how i feel about that uh as is as, as well as other things but anyway <laughs> sorry yeah i had yeah. to make a joke i had to be that twitter commenter no,
0: there's plenty of fuck ea to go around that's for sure yeah even 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 with successes <laughs> like, yeah. EA EA de- deserves um, to be called out often,
1: but I am glad that they're going to continue doing games with Lucasfilm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Like I mean, Fallen fall Order it's... two, or you know, we can assume Fallen or it's announced, right? It's, it's it's a thing, right?
1: I think the I think the idea is that Fallen Order two will be one of the games made by EA. Also, there's rumors of. Battlefront three,
0: yeah, there was stuff like the voice cast or something was was being called into work. It was something yeah. weird like that. Um, I can't remember exactly what the phrasing was, but, but yeah. Um, I mean, I thought ba- I think Battlefront two, as it is now, where it ended, is in a like a pretty good place. But there yeah. was still it was still obvious there was a lot more, like even just potential to it so if they um if they get to do three that'd be that'd be pretty cool.
1: look all I want is ground to space. I waited years for ground to space. I got like a really cheap off p s p ground to space, okay, whatever. there's the modded battlefront two games from p c with a kind of ground to space where you just magically end up in space, okay, not really what I wanted. Give me a whole battle, please. Yep. Also, keep it in the blue fields. I love that map. The blue fields was great. We got, With we got next head.
0: gen. It's, I guess next gen is now gen. <laughs> you know? It's, <laughs> it's, Current uh, gen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's where we are. So, um, yeah. The, when you like, when you know, like, what these new consoles can do, it's like, come on, let's start, let's start pushing it. Um, and I think, I think it, that's a, Battlefront's a great way to, Or it would be a great opportunity to be um, really innovating on it.
1: Yeah. Like, for me, EA did a good job overall in terms of the games we got. But because they were one publisher and there was a lot of struggles and fucked up shit, like, just just by having one company, you're not going to have the best of the best, obviously. So I feel like to have all these different publishers be able to pitch ideas and make the best game possible is, is a great idea. Um, yeah, like, I mean, no, the, no game fan,
0: like, should be upset by this. Like, right. you, like yeah. you should be celebrating. And like, not to get all like, all like, you know, <laughs> free marketing. but, um, like this, it's about, it'll like bring the competition out, which is
3: exactly you
0: know, like, um, people are going to be, Competing against each other to make the best Star Wars game, and that's that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, but what do you think about this indie game then? Because obviously, judging by the map and the sort of the imagery, it's going to be like early on in the timeline for indie
0: mm-hmm.
1: My so my like thing was
0: like I'm really worried for whoever it is at Machine Games who is like this time we're going to be different. This time we're not killing Nazis. <laughs> and like, and meanwhile we're all here, like we want to kill the Nazis. We
1: want to kill the, and, uh, it's the perfect. It's the perfect time for this game.
0: Right. So like, I'm really hoping there's not someone sweating at their desk thinking, fuck. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the one time I decided we're, we're not going to do a Nazi game.
1: Um, oh, God. Wouldn't it be great if they're like, look, we don't want to be overly political. And then like, they release the trailer and it's like, Harris, it's like Indiana Jones going. Goddamn Nazis invaded the capital. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh None my of my
1: watch punks.
2: Oh my god.
1: Marion <laughs> Any indie impression has to have him shouting Marion randomly yeah. for no reason. Belongs in the museum, Marion <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, I'm excited. I think that having the early 30s... I think it's like mid phase. Wouldn't like sound like thirty seven? D- so maybe we could have characters like short rounds and stuff.
2: Yeah. The one thing well, I think- that I... I've, oh, the God, only sorry. thing that I've heard specific... Like, it has not been specific. The only thing is, is at the height of his career, which is so vague to me. But if you guys have heard more specific, then hell oh, yeah.
3: Well, I mean,
1: you
0: know, I think Raiders of
2: the kids. Lost Ark is 30.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is 36, <laughs> I believe. Um, oh, is it? I think so. Yeah, and Temple of Doom is thirty five, and then like, thirty eight for Last Crusade. So, yeah, if it it it'll be interesting to see where. I mean, we know from Crystal Skull that he like did secret ops in World War Two. I think that'd be an awesome like time frame as well. That'd
2: be so cool.
1: You can get uh, what's his name back.
0: And, uh, Ray Winston.
1: Yeah, bet three six five. <laughs>
0: bet three six five, Indy. <laughs> Place a ten on West Ham, Indy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a very British joke. Sorry, uh, <laughs> US, US fans. Basically, in the UK, we have There's a bet betting app, and the uh, adverts use Ray Winston's floating head, and he's like, "Do you gonna school?" <laughs> Look, I don't know, Ray. Leave me alone. I'm <laughs> to have a pint. Um, yeah. So fans have predicted where he can. Well, where this game might be set. It looks like it's going to be 1937, uh, which would, like you said, Nikki, chronologically take place a year after Raiders Lost Ark and a year before Crusade. Um, and it also says. Uh, Indy heading to Vatican City. So, you know, Italy. In case you didn't know where the Vatican was. Um and that there was a they were able to transcribe some of the letter in Jones's typewriter, which is addressed to a priest. Father Blank, thank you for taking my time to help me with this written request. I will be arriving in Rome. I have been informed that your contact will be waiting. Um and then Games Radars, Leon Hurley noted that nineteen thirty six to nineteen thirty seven would be when Italian dictator Mussolini was growing close to Hitler, tying into the game's series typical Nazi-fighting setting. Thank God. A top-secret binder suggests India's doing the US government's work again. Makes sense, right?
0: Top men. That's
1: why you're going to be. And then, yeah, someone's got another image of... um. Todd Howard's background. He's got the idol. He's got the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) And and, uh, someone's just put, just to be clear, this isn't him just doing it. He's a lifelong fan of Indiana Jones. He owns a lot of cool Indiana Jones stuff. He's not displaying it for anyone's benefit or because of this announcement. He just likes Indiana Jones. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Well, you know, who doesn't? Um, and then finally, the Lucasfilm Games account announced that a brand new, story-driven, open-world Star Wars adventure is in the works from Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment. What do you think about that?
2: Star Wars Assassin's Creed! Open world!
0: Woo. All I got is fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, like, again, this is another thing. I know a lot of people have really wanted this. Um, I'll be, so I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm intrigued endlessly. So I I, I just want to play it. Whatever the fuck it is, I want it.
2: Like, I've obviously, like, mentioned that I'm not the biggest video game person on the planet. Like, that's the hardest media for me to, like, commit the time to. But I think what might end up happening is I quit my job, and I stay at home, and I drink at a cantina, and I just kind of stay there forever.
1: (laughs) I just want (laughs) to live there. You're on a couch. There's two people moving you out on the couch. (laughs) Like <laughs> yeah. you can't stop me. I need to talk to the this Twilek.
2: I just wanted to buy some death sticks.
1: Oh god. <laughs> like that's how depressed you are, is that you buy drugs in the game. Make your <laughs> character
2: depressed. <laughs> I think I saw this from
0: uh I think it was Tori uh, Fox on Twitter. And
1: He's awesome
3: think,
0: indeed. And she said Give, like, let me have a pet. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine we can raise a pet
2: in the Star Wars Galaxy?
0: Uh, I want it, like, like yeah,
1: like uh, Fallen Order lizard. with BD1. Like, mm-hmm. just give me an, a, a droid companion.
2: Put a monkey lizard on my shoulder. Let me walk around. Go down. I can be a thing.
1: <laughs> I want life, Yoda.
0: Life is good. <laughs> and it can be but better. It can be better. <laughs>
1: I want Yoda on my back. That would be fun. Just telling me shit.
3: Oh oh shit.
1: In the cage. <laughs> Take nothing with you. I like shut up. get <laughs> like, your some dental sticks?
3: Oh, man.
1: Um but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Obviously we know nothing about it. Um they said that they I can't find the exact quote, but something along the lines of this is a brand new story that's never been told before, which in my mind is code is video game PR code for this will take place during episode three and four.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean they 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 do love that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean I don't know. Like I I'm I'm joining the 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 gang of people who are like pushing for High Republic. I think like that's that's what I would go for. Just, I want, I don't want to play in between movies. Like, I want, I want this to feel big and, like, malleable. Um, so I, I think it'd be cool if they, if they put it in this, this era that doesn't have as many sort of set markers, um, to, like, imprint on the galaxy.
1: Interesting. I want. I want, uh. What do I want? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, yeah, there's so many stories you can tell. I mean, it'd be cool to have a Clone Wars game. I know people will be like, oh, have you done the Clone Wars? It's like, yeah, but we lived for it in video game form. That would be, be interesting. To, like, be in an open world in conflict. Mm hmm. Like maybe, like, have to save a city or something. You could like, save different districts and everything. Um. Yeah, I just think there's so much you can do. Open world Star Wars Adventure Day makes me nervous because we've just heard that so many times with video games and it never comes to light. Um, you never know. But what if you play as an Ewok? You have to defend Endor.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: like press X it is to- <laughs> an open
2: world, but the only world is Endor. <laughs>
1: yeah, press X to... <laughs> I mean, yep, I'd, 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 I'd pay for that. Definitely. Or you never know, like, they might be doing more for Luke. Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. traveling around. Maybe you're Luke and Grogu. oh, Picking up kids.
2: Yikes. Hey, Don't like the way you said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you can have Indy involved. <laughs> What's this about picking up kids? Marion! <laughs> oh, Jesus. <shit. laughs> <laughs> written by <laughs> Larry <Kasten>. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Um But yeah, I think that's all we've got time for in terms of the news. We have one listener question now and that's from Anna who says The Mandalorian is the origin story of Snoke. Forts. Man. Well, I feel like everything's an origin story for Snoke. Really. <laughs>
0: that is true. Um, no, yeah. I've been, I've been honking this horn before season two. I think it's the case. Um, we had, we had those, we had those, uh, what's it called? Bodies in the, in the, t- in the tubes kind of thing. Um, I think the, well, I think it's, le- it's less about Snoke, more about Palpatine, right? Like, um, I think, I think the idea is Gideon.
1: My boy, I am Snoke.
0: <laughs> right. Um, I think Gideon is working. Bring him back specifically, um, so and those those sort of fucked up uh, trial subjects of the cloning and whatnot. I think that those are the the pickle jar of Snokes kind of thing.
2: Pickle um, jar Snokes <laughs> in the back to brine.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Got Can some someone written. Photoshop a picture of uh, Moth Gideon with the quote? I feel like shit. Just want him back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a big vlassic jar of Snoke's. So, um. But yeah, I, th- I think that is the case. Like, I, I like for me the big thing was the <laughs> he can. Or I, I can't. I think it was the finale where Gideon's like he will help reestablish order. Um, yes. It's like okay. Let's see what you're doing here. Um. So yeah, le- less about. Origin of Snoke. More about Snoke is a byproduct of Palpatine coming it's back. A story. Yeah,
2: yeah. I saw that. Like when I saw the jar, the jars of Snoke, lits of pre-Snoke's. Um, that that was my first thought. Is like, oh shoot, we Snoke in it. Um, and then we and I was ready to be Snoke in it, but. After after the uh, the finale, I'm definitely yeah more Team Palpatine, um, as as uh, you know, how we can pull our Ministry of Magic. Uh, he's back, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for Palps as opposed to Snoke, just because of the other things we've heard from Gideon.
0: And like that's, that's cool. also really interesting that now Gideon's in custody. Yeah. Um cuz like yeah like you you can sort of be like oh yeah he'll, he'll escape in season 2 and and you know keep doing his naughty stuff but like they have him now um so it's it's going to be really interesting to see what like what goes wrong i guess Because, obviously yeah, but this is the
1: New republic they probably hire him to be a secretary to momoftma
0: <laughs> or he'll, he'll like head to their own uh science department or something oh, God. <laughs>
1: We're going to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real life shit. Um, yeah, I think that's the case. Definitely, I feel like it's leading up to Snoke in the first order. I, I still feel like the idea is that he's trying to make a perfect clone for himself to live in, and then when he finds out that his weird clone kid <laughs> ran off and had a kid, he's like, "Fuck it, just use one of these like shitty ones as, as a as a story as a puppet temporary." Too. Yeah, Puppet to use to do whatever I want at the moment.
0: Yeah, you know, Palpatine is if nothing else, resourceful.
1: Absolutely. Also, I just want to see Ian McDermott in the Mandalorian.
0: Dude, even even if we just see Exegol, like I think that'd be so fucking
1: cool. Um, so fucking cool,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of potential with that storyline and it's um It's, it's part of the, the fun bag of, of Mandalorian, because it's kind of like, how many different things are there? Like, obviously we want to see the sort of Mandalorian, um, base storyline of, you know, Mandalorian power and the Darksaber, and then there's the Palpatine, and then there's the baby, and it's like, okay, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's gonna get unpacked.
1: I would just love to see them go to Camino and they'd be like a Palpatine body.
3: Like,
2: yeah. what's that? Like, hey, I thought we didn't like this guy. Can we not?
1: Or maybe like Dr. Pershing becomes one of those weird cultists.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> with, I mean, with his missing ear. That's pretty mainstream nowadays.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um,
0: It'd be, it'd be cool if you know like in Rogue One how they built that sort of like uh like I guess dummy <laughs> of like Hayden in the back to tank.
3: Yeah. if cool yeah. they
0: made like a Ian McDermott dummy to like be <laughs> or Matt Smith to be <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> get that in a, get that in a tube. And then sell it. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Celebration. how there be like a a competition to win Ian McDermott's body. I mean,
0: I you mean, you worse things.
1: <laughs> Your wife opens the door in the shout in the bath, and it's just you in the bath of a name like Dermot fondling it, puppet. Oh yeah. Lordy, leave us alone! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: there's a hat on the
2: There's a hat on the door for a reason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
1: I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> oh Lord, do it. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Um, anything else you want to add, guys? It's
2: Happy New uh, Year. Happy New Year. It's good to be back, gang.
1: It's good to be back. 2020 20 has. Felt like a year since we last recorded. Yep. Yeah. It has been a year.
0: Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like um, that, like that well meaning coworker. Who, when you leave work on December thirty first, is like, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Just
3: slap him <laughs> like fuck <off>. like, up.
2: <laughs> like okay, Dave. Yep. Total dad. Energy and then you find out
1: them. they uh, shot their family and killed themselves.
2: And Then you will not see them next year. No, that would be. Anyway,
1: thank you for listening. To this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we find out that they have a cannibal fetish.
1: Hey. <laughs> this week's episode was sponsored by Army Hammer.
0: <laughs> Catering by Army Hammer. No, no. Cut oh no. oh, that
1: out, Ben.
3: Ben, cut out. No, no, no.
2: oh no.
1: Ugh, there's a salad in my toe.
2: <laughs> it's so hard to get kids to eat their vegetables nowadays.
1: <laughs> so I can order put the... some fucking flesh in there. <laughs> I ordered a tire. I don't want a salad. <laughs> um, Ben cut that out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you all. for... It. It. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is like, I want to get cancelled.
0: <laughs> How are you going to get cancelled by talking about army hammer?
1: <laughs> I guess he's because he's an abuser and stuff, and people be like,
2: well, mm. he's canceling himself, man. He deserves." Yeah, that's true. It's part he of the culture. Shit thrown at him. Ben, you know
1: what, Ben, you just died.
2: <laughs> ben just.
0: Cut the whole thing. Cut this whole
1: episode.
2: (laughs) No episode this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, That's all we've got time for this week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll, you know, as usual, give out all the links and stuff afterwards. But yeah, thank you. We'll be back next time. See ya.
0: Bye. Wash your hands. Wear a mask.
1: Dirty bastard. Dirty pig. Hey out there in listener land, thank you
3: for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels.
1: You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you.